Hello again. We're back with your most recent Tech Law 10. We're climbing ever closer to our 150th uh, podcast. We're a few away from that. Uh, this is Eric Sinrod uh, from Dwayne Morse, based here in San Francisco. I'm joined by my colleague, uh, Jonathan Armstrong from Cordery. Uh, we've been making a habit lately of uh, figuring out what's inside the head of the other. And I have this, just this inkling, Jonathan, that somewhere in your brain, you're considering a regulatory finding against one of our American apparel companies, perhaps even goes by that name. Tell us. <laughs> yeah, well done you. Uh, it does go by that name. And this is a finding uh, this week of the UK advertising regulator, the ASA. And I have to say from the start, I have some sympathy with American apparel here. Um, what happened, uh, we're seeing an increasing trend of the advertising regulator getting more and more involved in cases where there are only one or two or three complainants. Now, they're saying that the number of complaints about ad adverts has increased exponentially because of social media and because the ASA have the power to regulate Internet advertising, as in this case, and not just old-fashioned billboards and, and, and press ads and things like this. Um, and in this, this is another case where there's a complaint base of one, only one complaint about this advert. And it was a product page on the uh, retailer's website advertising, I won't go into the full details, Eric, to splare both of our uh, blushes, but to advertising an item of underwear. And the complainant said that she thought that the model looked under 16 and complained. Now, American Apparel said, well, that's not true. The model is 20, and it's a picture of underwear, so it's hard to see, I'm paraphrasing, how it can be made different. You can't advertise underwear, I guess, by showing a picture of a fully clothed model and saying, guess what the underwear looks like underneath. Mm -hmm. And my, my concern in this case is, A, obviously, for many businesses, particularly those that are multinational, they may not know that the UK ad regulator can step in when the sites are here and their advertising product here, but also the fact that the complaint base, as I say, is low. You only need to find one person that has a concern. And in this case, and, and it seems to me an unjustified concern. They thought the model was under 16. She wasn't. And the retailer could objectively prove that she wasn't. And yet the complaint is still upheld and American Apparel are banned from running this product page. They were warned by the uh, regulator to ensure that any future ads don't include images that uh, inappropriately sexualize young women. And as I say, I'm, I have some sympathy with them here. There's an old-fashioned test that one judge in an intellectual property a case uh, proposed of what's called the moron in a hurry test. So 
you know, is it something that wouldn't even confuse a moron in a hurry? And my worry is that we've almost, uh, that's almost the standard we've adopted instead of yeah. the reasonable man. Uh, as I say, in this case, the complainant was just wrong, and yet the complaint was still held. And I wondered if you'd had similar encroachment in the in the U.S., or is advertising pretty much fair game over there? Well, okay, <laughs> I have a number of reactions. What an interesting situation. I mean, first, before we go across the pond where I am, um, I'm like you. I'm very troubled by this regulatory finding because it appears that American apparel, as you say, or American apparel, as I would say, did absolutely nothing wrong. Uh, if this person was of age, was an adult, uh, and adults can be legally uh, shown in advertisements with underwear, presumably, uh, how can American apparel rightfully be penalized for supposedly using somebody who's a minor when they did not? So I guess the test they're creating is, well, if it appears that the person might be a minor, then you can't do it because it could create the impression, at least in one moron's mind, that they're sexualizing children, which they did not do. So I guess the lesson learned over there is in the future, if you want to display underwear, you better make sure your model is probably over 50, 60, 70, 80 years old. They can't <laughs> be used with the being young. Uh, and, of course, as we know, you know, advertisers like to use youth as a mechanism for advertising. You know, there might be some reasonable debate as to whether, you know, we all should be held up to that standard. Um, uh, but that's just, uh, you know, a whole other matter. Uh, you know, coming back to the United States, I mean, generally speaking, you know, we have the Federal Trade Commission. And the Federal Trade Commission tends to get involved in advertising, including advertising on the Internet, when what is represented is misleading or false. So let's just say, for example, an advertisement you know, represents that this particular app, if you hold it up to your face, will cure your acne, and we know it's wrong, then that's a false and misleading advertisement, and there will be consequences for it. But I would be surprised, well, I don't know, I'd like to think that a similar finding would not uh, be uh, meted out against American apparel here, but as we know in the law, Jonathan, strange things can happen out on the margins. Uh, and you certainly have uh, brought to our attention uh, a very uh, a strange result indeed. You know, plainly, we do not, and I think you'll agree, we do not want to sexualize children uh, no. from advertising on the Internet or, or, or anywhere. Uh, and there, there are quite a number of laws uh, that protect minors, but this instance doesn't fall within that bailiwick whatsoever. So I, I turn it back to you with any concluding thoughts. But I'll, I'll make one point. You sort of talked about the moron, and I think you said moron in the hurricane test. We had a, a justice on the Supreme Court who I actually had the pleasure to meet, Justice Potter Stewart, and there was a Supreme Court case we had here that dealt with the issue of obscenity. And he was asked, and I think he even put in one of his opinions, you know, what is the test for obscenity? And he said, well, I can't spell it out clearly, but I know it when I see it. And that's the test. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, you know. I, I'm, I'm sure that is right, um, and and I think the difficulty here is again the um, it, it, it's almost how old the people uh, think somebody is. I mean, purely for the purposes of because of this regulation, we um, in the office had to download some pictures of a well-known model that mm -hmm. a client of ours uses for. Uh, 
campaigns, and I, I won't name her, but she's now north of 40, and yet you could find pictures that were current pictures where I would have said she looked, you know, certainly under 20. And if 20 mm -hmm. is the threshold with the uh, this day and age, I'm not suggesting that this particular model has in any way been airbrushed, but it's relatively easy for a 40-year-old to look mm -hmm. 20 these days, particularly if the test is only one person in 60 million has to right. get the age wrong. Um, and, and, and I think you're right about... Um, uh, uh, you know, the only safe way is to get older models. But that's not the answer for many clients. If there's, if they're a fashion brand as this is, which directs its fashion at, I guess, the under 25s, then right. it, it's, uh, there's an entitlement for those buying the product to see what it will look like on them. And, um, and, and as I say, we can't have one person in 60 million, I think, mm -hmm. withdrawing that ability for people to, to to shop, particularly when we have uh, distant selling laws here, which are very onerous on online retailers. If somebody orders a product and they don't like it, they send it back. And for, for clothing retailers, particularly in underwear, that's uh, another issue in itself. You know, the it, it is difficult to resell those products once they've been sent back so that's an undue burden on uh, on e-commerce retailers as well so I, I as you'll have guessed the case troubles me Eric yeah and you know truthfully you know more troubling for me and I don't know if it's a legal issue or not but in advertising when the models look anorexic and that's now yeah, the new yeah. standard for beauty and that you know creates you know this hurdle that some young people feel like they have to meet which is very unhealthy and I don't know where that will go and whether there will ever be any uh, proceedings related to that. I'm not suggesting there should be. Just but that's from a societal standpoint, it's too bad that, you know, anorexia is being promoted, uh, not necessarily as a practice, but as a look to, yeah. to emulate. And, you know, maybe we're better off back in the Rubenesque days where people had oh. you know, true, <laughs> true human features that are normal uh, without, you know, having to, you know, torture oneself. But that's maybe too much of an aside. So on that cheery note, maybe there is there a cheery note here, Jonathan, we can end on? I, I think there's probably a cheery note, which is, um, I guess, that at least it shows us that uh, online sales are alive and well and kicking and people are taking notice. So that's maybe the only cheery note we get out of it. <laughs> but I think we have to say it's a regulatory jungle out there. And maybe that's a cheery <laughs> note for lawyers like us, Eric. Yeah, there you go. Ho, ho, ho. Santa <laughs> comes early for lawyers. All right. Now we're going to wrap up. I think it's Tech Law 142. I might have my arithmetic wrong, but you didn't, you didn't pay me for my mathematic inabilities. So this is Eric Sinrod from Dwayne Morris. You can find me in terms of email at ejsinrod at dwaynemorris.com. Uh, you can find us on all the usual social media outlets. I won't even bother to name them right now. And I'll turn it back to my learned colleague, Jonathan Armstrong. Thanks very much, Eric. I'm uh, jonathan.armstrong at cordrycompliance.com. If you'd like to discuss this case or others, then do connect with us uh, via social media. And we look forward to speaking to you again next week. Thanks for listening. Cheers.